So I did some digging, T.J. Perry, during that commercial break. And the play that we're talking about, Toby was right. It was Ball State, but it's from two years ago. It, <laughs> what it was and how we Take saw internet. it was – no. And I understand exactly how it happened because we saw it in the same place. The Unnecessary Roughness Twitter feed, Brandon Walker and his pod, had tweeted a – Prepare for Maction. And they showed that clip. And it was funny because I had never seen it before. So we did a little digging. It was Western Michigan and Ball State. It is a wild play if you haven't seen it. Of course, you probably did. It's just two years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. Right. 62-second final play, 16 laterals, a field storm. And a five-minute replay to try to figure out who had actually won the game. The team that stormed the field while the ball was still live ended up winning the game, Ball State. But they, they, determined, they determined after review that there was one illegal lateral. So, that's how. Good catch by Tiro. Even more ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just... Listen, I'm not here to, like, judge athletes, but some of the dudes I saw running out on the field, I'm like, got to be an NAI football school. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because I'm a big NAI football fan now. My man Cole, Cole Scott on the way to Friends University. But, yeah, that made no sense to me whenever I went back and watched. It was like, how come someone hasn't blown the whistle yet? And what's kind of funny is this shows you memory. We could probably go back to the show the day after that took place in 2020, and it was all we talked about. It's probably everything, uh, yeah. the whole show, yeah. Right, exactly. Bro, you guys spent like four hours on that. I'm like, gosh, did we? That happens all the time. I'd be like, you just talked about this yesterday. Like, you did? <laughs> <laughs> all right, welcome to the Plank Show. It is a Wednesday edition. Now, today we're going off script just a bit, and we're providing a public service. Now, I think all of us feel like in some way, shape, or form, we have a little weather person in us, right? We, either through the website that we frequent or the dudes uh, or, or women that we watch on TV, all of us feel like we got a little weather person in us. So on today's program, we will head to the top. We will head to the top of the National Weather Service right here in Norman. He is the meteorologist and EM. I wonder what that sounds fancy. It's got like emergency meteorologist. I probably would have put meteorologist and emergency meteorologist. Spell it out. For the OU Department of Campus Safety, Kevin Closel's going to join us at 1030 this morning. Now, you might say, Blank a little odd to lead with a weather forecast on the program. And you're right. But. Not this week. Not this weekend. Might be, uh, might be a little bit dicey on Friday, which could lead to some sloshy conditions on cert day. So we got to be ready. And Kevin's going to join us coming up in hour number two. By the way, he is a very good follow on Twitter, too. Texas Embassy is his Twitter handle. <laughs> I'm kidding. At Texas Embassy. And embassy is spelled incredibly wrong. E-M-B-A-S-S-Y. But he's coming up 
a little bit later on in the program. Also, Josh Helmer, big baseball guy, big Astros guy. So we might need a little therapy today after Big that. night for him. Bro, I'm not lying. So I watched that game last night. Well, good morning, Josh Helmer. How are you on this Wednesday? Good morning. There's, I'm not, I'm, do not open the Air Comfort Solutions text line yet. All right? I'm, I'm in an awesome mood. I don't need to see anything to bring me down. Deal. Positivity is, is, is uh, abound. And I'm ready for a fun day of sports talk. But last night's game put me to sleep. And I'm not talking about the Maction, which honestly, I just, whenever I saw that Ball State was moving it against Kent State, I was like, I'm doomed. This was the this was the upset pick I wanted to take. And I just, I literally was in hat throwing mode all night long. But as I was, as I was watching Philly and, and Houston, just brutal. Now, the good news is the Philly crowd kind of keeps you in it because they're a bunch of crazy people. And it's really awesome to see. But oof. Let's can we have the games like we had in Houston? I mean, I was kind of shocked that the Phillies didn't go for two. Did him get it? Seven seven what? No seven seven nil. It's really bad with the dad jokes as I get a little bit older. But that was bad. So Kevin's gonna come on with us mostly to talk weather, but we'll get an update on his Astros. That was ugly, man. That was a I mean, Philly brought the heat in the first two innings and it was over by the fifth. I mean, the Astros went into Raiders v. Saints mode really fast. Harper got him going, and off to the races from there. Which, I, as much by by the fifth inning, everyone was just kind of in. All right, it's like seven zip. Let's just get out of here. All right, I want to go. I want to go home. Everyone was just done, except for Philly fan who was ready to party. But even then, they're like, "All right, it's two to one. Let's come back and get crazy tomorrow, and then we'll all lose our minds." On on Thursday, right? It's kind of seemed like it was Philly fans' mantra. But there is something about the relationship between Bryce Harper and Philadelphia that's pretty pretty awesome. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend like I was watching a ton of Philly games before they made their run and made the playoffs. But, Josh, the, uh, the way that crowd is into every little – and Houston's crowd is great, too. It's just – there's so many people that can't look past 2017, including yours truly. But that bomb from Bryce Harper and that crowd reaction was probably only topped by the back-to-back jacks last night. Who was it? Schwarber and, and was it Hoskins? It was. Old Rise. Seven zip. Phillies won last night if you missed it. That's probably the maximum amount of baseball we'll talk on this show. All right, let's get to the big story. I asked Toby this. I'll pose it to you, Josh Helmer. Was there anything from the four-team playoff rankings last night that really, let's just start here, that that stood out in, like, outrage, where you're looking at it and it just doesn't make any sense to you? I don't know that anything outraged me. I would say that I was surprised that Georgia was all the way back at three. I was too. So I... I created a scenario for us from tomorrow's show. You know, there's Colin Coward has his where Colin was right and where Colin was wrong. Really a lot in that latter category for my guy recently, but here we are. Recently. <laughs> where where Josh was right and real, where Chris was wrong, and they kind of balanced each other out. I felt like we covered all the bases. Where Chris was right, I thought Tennessee would be number one. Ding, ding, ding. I thought Tennessee would be number one. Um where Josh was right, 
specifically to my, I don't want to say take, but kind of overall feel about a team. I didn't have a good vibe on Clemson. You did. And I don't think you quite had them at four, but you you were giving them much more than I was. I thought Clemson might get the OU treatment from last year and the ACC as well. But as as soon as those rankings popped up, where you saw, what was it, Wake Forest and Syracuse and whom I, North Carolina, when they were all right there, you literally have it right in front of my face, and I could just literally look up, and I'm just too lazy to do so. When I saw North Carolina State at 23, Wake Forest at 20, or tw- North Carolina State at 22, Wake Forest at 21, and Syracuse at 20, I was like, they're, they're really going to give – they're going to give Clemson the nod. And then add North Carolina at 17? Now, that's not to say the committee loves the ACC, but, Josh, they, they sure did give them a lot of juice in this poll. So, where I was right, Tennessee won, where you were right, a little bit more given to say Clemson than we thought. And where we both were right, no love for TCU. <laughs> I th- I'm at a loss for words. I don't know how else to put it because honestly, and, and I don't think you can say put OU's logo because we saw an undefeated OU team last year just absolutely get destroyed consistently in the media. And I think I kind of under, you know, I've accepted a little bit more of the why, and it has nothing to do with Lincoln. It, it, it has a lot to do with watching USC this year. And kind of the, the the similarities, outside of suddenly Alex Grinch's defense is forcing turnovers that they couldn't force <laughs> whenever they were here. I digress. Not fall, not go down that rabbit hole. But if you put say, and it's hard because this opens up a whole new argument, right? Because I'm like, well, put Alabama's logo on the side of it. Well, I don't know if TCU sitting here ain't no if they played Alabama's schedule. I don't I don't I don't know if. I don't know if TC did I say Clemson? I don't know if TCU is sitting here at 8-0 with that schedule. I don't know if TCU goes to to Knoxville and, and keeps it as tight as Alabama did. It's such a it's such a hard re- conversation to have. Well, if they had Texas on the side of their helmet, okay, maybe. That that's that might be a little bit better. We tend to be so in love with Texas and anytime they sneeze, that might be a better analogy to use. But I don't know. I didn't. I was happy to see Tennessee was one. I was shocked to see Ohio State at two. And like I said, as soon as I saw where they had the ACC teams in the bottom half of the 20 and how low both Kansas State and Oklahoma State were, I kind of realized, all right, we're um, we're kind of getting a little bit of a shaft here again for this conference, which might be magnification enough to go ahead and feel a little bit better about about moving on from it and getting out of it but I this is the show this is the show today we got Brent Venables press conference coming up at 10 a.m. where we're going to reset the things that caught our eye we've got uh, Kevin's coming on with us from the National Weather Service right here in Norman and he's going to give us an update on the the weather conditions for Saturday we've already seen in the metropolis of Washington that homecoming has been moved to Thursday now are we hearing any buzz about games being moved in the Norman Metro has any of Josh's high school football schedule been affected by weather on Friday yet? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm broadcasting on Thursday now. 
Did they just now tell you or something? <laughs> Are you just taking? <laughs> Did you look down? It's like, oh, look at this. I was I was told yesterday the game had uh, oh, okay, had good. gotten moved. Yeah, okay, from good. Friday to Thursday. Good. I was like, Can people start letting us know around here. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so we got to get a weather update. Make sure everything's looking good for the weekend, and then Josh, I guess more than anything else, we we've got a game to preview between OU and Baylor. But for today, what has been a typical Wednesday since the debut of the college football playoff rankings, today is a day that's going to be spent dissecting and continuing to challenge ourselves to understand what the committee looks for, some of the inaccuracies, right, that the, the playoff committee will have, and then in that too, maybe a few places where they got it right, plus sprinkling sound throughout the day. So I'd love to hear from you. 405-651-3439. How was your uh how was your Tuesday night? It was a great Tuesday. Did you do anything fun? Broadcasted the Coac X game between Southmore and Edmond Memorial, which was like a freshman championship game. Oh cool. So that was pretty fun. Is Coac X a sport I should know about or is it Coac is the central Oklahoma Athletic Conference. Oh, so it was a football game. That's correct. Scared me for a minute. It's like whenever people started talking about competitive video game teams, and I'm like, I don't I don't know what that is. Well, you say X game and people think skateboards and right. snowboards. Bros are out there skating. They're right over here. That's fun. Who won? Uh, Edmund Memorial won, which was a surprise. That spoiled a perfect season for Southmore. Mm, sorry I brought it up. So the future's looking bright for Southmore. It is. We hope. And for Edmund Memorial, really for both. So... Josh was calling. I like I said, I fell asleep in the eighth inning of the baseball game last night. How could you not? Just snoozing, man. I was out. But I will say, I didn't have the typical outrage that I do for the playoff rankings. I usually have that that sustains me for the better part of a few days. So when we come back, I'll try to explain why. That's next with Josh on Plank. This is the Plank Show on the Home of Sooner Fans. <laughs> Welcome back into the Plank Show. Right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref, 10 a.m. this morning. Brent Venables is going to join us. Well, what am I saying? We're going to listen to the Brent Venables press conference. Sorry. That He's would be joining cool. us in spirit. Um, Bottom of the 10 a.m. hour. I keep saying National Weather Service. I apologize. Kevin Closel, Dr. Closel, um, works for the OU Department of Campus Safety, the National Weather Service is not his department, so I apologize. I had the ultimate weather nerd correct me, so I'm very envious of that. Do you know what I got in my weather and meteorology class whenever I was in college, Josh? A C minus. D. I had to drop it. I had to drop it in the midway point. It was like, this is terrible. I can't have a D on my transcript. It was pretty tough, though, wasn't it? It was really – I listen, dude, I watch the news. I can show up and do a weather and meteorology class – there's more to it than that. Apparently not. There was math. I was not told there would be math. Matt Clemish was in the class with me. He, he of course, is a billionaire business owner right now in the Tulsa area. But he stayed. I dropped. How pumped would you be if I told you Ooh. you get to go back to college next semester? I have nightmares about it. <laughs> Dude, I wake up at least... Now, there's certain aspects of it where I'm like, yeah, let's go. But then there's this overriding. Yeah, there's, there was 
a lot of work that you had to do in college that yeah. really sucked. I'll wake up at least. All right, it happened last night. I had a dream last night that I was in college and I was in a, a, a broadcasting contest. And literally I walked up and they're like, okay, go. And you're like, all these people are here. They're getting ready to prep. What doesn't matter. You got to do it. Go. I'm like, this is unfair. And I woke up. I was like, ah! I have these dreams that they come and they get the, I have a framed, my diploma's framed in, yeah. my, in my office. I keep having a dream that someone comes up and says, hey, you know, this. This actually is erroneous. You have at least three more classes you have to take. <laughs> that is a nightmare. No, that's that's scary. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how I would react to it, Josh. There's a part of me that would say, yeah, I'll go back because I am definitely going to study something other than communications. It sounds exciting for like a day. Right. Definitely realize that I probably, those crazy nerds that were taking these IT classes probably would have gone in and taken some of those with them. It sounds fun for like, hi guys, hey, that was a great lecture. Uh, it's been really fun to be a part of this experience today. That's it for me. I'll see you guys in the next lifetime. Goodbye. I mean, my when I was in college, we actually had to go to a computer lab. I used to have to go in every Sunday morning to write my article for the Collegian because... There was that was the only place that had a computer, <laughs> so I had to go there. So maybe maybe I would have paid more attention, but yeah, no, just crazy night. Now, with that, I guess somehow finding a way to segue from it. This text caught my eye. Really good, really good. Yeah, uh, for the four hundred five. I understand the committee not giving OU any love or respect last year. I mean, they looked horrible through eight games, and probably should have been 5-3, and 6-2 and two at best. Listen, I'm not going to say, oh, you're saying that now because Lincoln's gone. No, no, no. I There was a lot of you. <laughs> Die hard. I mean, there we were fighting the battle of, guys, they're undefeated, which I think all of us would take today. Sure. Right? So I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, bro, whatever. Lincoln left, so you're going to be like that. No, no, no. You you might absolutely be telling the truth. It's like the way people are dumping all over Clemson last night and today. Sure. Absolutely. But the 405 adds, I personally don't think TCU is that great, but they have destroyed everyone they have played. Now, I'll push back on that a bit. They destroyed OU. In just about every single game they've played in Big 12 play, they have started slow, which is irrelevant, I think, to you and I, but here, listen, like, good leading. This was the, and yes, North Carolina State Athletic Director. This was the, the man who made the, well, the chair of the, of the committee. His name is Boo Corrigan. And here's what he had to say about TCU being ranked behind Alabama during last night's playoff rankings. Well, I, I think you look at TCU, and again, we're looking for a balanced team, offense and defense, and they have gotten behind in some games. They've been able to come back and win those games. But when you look at Alabama uh, in the wins um, against Mississippi State at Arkansas, uh, at Texas, and obviously a three-point loss uh, at Tennessee, uh, as a committee, we decided to go uh, Alabama six and TCU seven. Okay. It's funny, isn't it? We're just in that time of year where you have to have a committee chairman give us really not very good reasons for why teams are ranked here or there. Just tell us that you think Alabama's better. Right. Most people would agree. You know what? Why do you have TCU ranked behind Alabama? 
we put a lot of stock in how close they played the number one ranked team. And TCU is very impressive. Uh, game control, which is dumb. But game control might be a concern, but they've got a lot of opportunities in front of them to improve their rankings. They really do. And there are some teams that might lose games that elevate them. But for Alabama, they've had some tight games, but we find it more impressive to see what they've done in those tight games. That's it. Because you just contradicted yourself. Well, they've had some tough starts. So has Alabama. (laughs) Indeed. So has Alabama. Just, I I am offering this service to the head of the committee before he has to go talk to ESPN. Because I'm a firm believer, Josh, this is me, that it's not one of those moments where it's like, boo, boo, we got five minutes, we got five, you got to go, five minutes. I mean, they, they have at least... You know, probably a good three or four hours to prep. And Boo looked like a deer in the headlights last night. Like, Boo, your thought in the playoffs. They're going to be four teams, and it's it's going to be great. I mean, literally, what do we, got? we got Ricky Bobby as the, the head of the playoff committee chair right now. So it would seem. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, they played some good things in the first half, and you know, Alabama, just say Alabama played our number one team tight. And that's all you have to say. And it's beating everybody else. You try to get into these, well, you know, they because you, you just absolutely implode your whole decision when you try to defend it. And then you can't go back, right? Can't say, well, you know what, let me, let, me, let me check myself on that. Because none of these guys know how to do that. This, and also ESPN trying to cram it into like a four-minute segment. Quit playing music over things. I don't need music. I want to hear the guy talk. Thank you. I mean, this is literally – I've got an impersonation for you, Josh. This is literally my impersonation of – let me see here. Uh, random jams. This is my impersonation of every single interview that seems to, to happen, right? You're sitting here, here – Go ahead and play play the music. But hold on a second. All right, uh, how you feeling about things right now? How do you how do you feel about? Well, you know, it's uh, we're feeling really good about the way things are going, and um, you know, obviously we're very positive about the direction that things are going. But it's got to be louder. It's got to be there. You, you know, we feel like that the AC Tennessee. I can't hear you. Going to be taken. Who, who who came up with this idea? I want to get back to the person telling sports. That decided we need to jam music over the top of every conversation that happens in any situation. If you have too much ADD to pay attention to a dude telling you while they took a team four over three, that's a you problem. I don't need them jamming. I can't drive 55 over you, so I can't hear a damn thing you're saying. Just tell me why TCU's bad. That's all I want to know. Well, you know, Toby had a great rant on that one time. But, I mean, you you literally, you're like, what, wait, what did he say? I almost had to listen to it like five times. It is obnoxious. I, I will agree with you on that. But at the core of it all, you know, you still – and it's not a job. It's not a fun job. I'm just – I'm not sitting here saying this is easy or this is cake. But, you know, you're looking at a situation where you, you need to have better answers than this. I think you look at TCU, and, again, we're looking for a balanced team, offense and defense. And they have gotten behind in some games. They've been able to come back and win those games. But when you look at Alabama uh, in the wins um, against Mississippi State at Arkansas, 
uh, at Texas, and obviously a three-point loss uh, at Tennessee. Uh, as a committee, we decided to go uh, Alabama 6 and TCU 7. They did a better job at at least, you know, admitting, hey, you know, the loss to Tennessee. But I, can you give me a little bit more than just saying the loss to Tennessee? <sighs> Playoff ranking time. Why do I allow myself? Should have just come out and said, this? "Have you watched college football for the last fifteen years?" Well, and, and here is another thing. This is a really good point from the uh, from Brian in Tulsa, Arkansas, and Tulsa haven't or, <laughs> Tulsa, Arkansas, and Texas haven't been impressive at all. So how does that even count? Well, there is a um, there is an unfortunate, very simple explanation to this, Josh. And that is that in these rankings, in these college football playoff rankings, they have somehow found a way to A, keep Texas ranked, and B, well, Arkansas is in the the SEC, so there's going to be much more love given to that than anything else. I honestly, I didn't even think about the Texas being ranked thing until Alabama popped up ahead of TCU. So it's funny because Alabama gets all this credit for beating Texas. Will TCU get that same kind of tip of the cap if they beat Texas here in a couple weeks? Well, it'll drop Texas from the rankings. Maybe. I mean, they're the, they're the only three-loss team in the rankings. What, what am I – let's take a break. I'm going to stay on the clock today. And I want to hear why you're not upset about the rankings anymore. <laughs> right, because I'm just sitting here losing my mind over every little detail of it. It's like, brrrr. All right, um, when do we come back? Let's uh, let's dive into the why behind Texas. Your your texts have been great on this, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Keep them coming. Biggest outrage, biggest frustration from last night. You want to hit us up, use your phone for something I never use my phone for, which is call us. You can do it at the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. This is the home of Sooner fans. Have you listened to John Smoltz's call of the Bryce Harper home run last night? Let's hear it. Okay, well, it's 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 kind of – it's not great. As you can tell, I was listening to it during the break. He basically called, hey, he's – they've got to do this if they want – you know, he's eventually got to come to them with a, with a fastball. He can't just throw them all breaking balls because if he does – Bryce is going to make you pay, and literally, Josh, like the first pitch of the at bat, gone. It was here. Let's and it was a breaking ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, let's let's listen to it a little bit because it's kind of cool. Like they have the announcement. We'll just play it in the background. Like that's his walk up music, and th- there's the camera that's panning around Bryce Harper. Place goes crazy. Bryce Harper. Now listen to John Smoltz. It's a little long. First time to see him. Kind of shocked if Bryce is not going to place sitting on a breaking ball. At some point, McCullers has to throw him fastballs to keep him honest. But Bryce is so good against off speed 
and we know he likes to swing early and swing big. If he stays on the breaking ball and gets the one in the middle of the plate, loud noise. Now you mentioned at some point he's got to throw him a fastball. He doesn't want to. He's only thrown one fastball to the left-hander all postseason. Does he change that up against this guy here? Two gone in a score this first inning. The colors to Harper. It's <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it was it was just everything about it was art. I mean, it was so well done. Great broadcasting. I oh mean, man, you know what? I I'm so impressed with Joe Davis. I loved. I I think I'm one of the ones that loves John Smoltz. It's really awesome, man. They do a great job. Sorry for the audio sounding like my guy Don King recording yeah, what, something back what in happened? the nineties. Did they record it on their phone? Someone was recording their TV on their phone. Is what it was. So. Yeah. Terrible. Um, I'm sorry. Cue the, couldn't even hear it. Nice combo between those two, though. The way they're riffing off of each other was good. Yeah, they're really good. They're really good. Um, I want to hit a couple of qu- a quick texts before we get to, I guess, what we could say our reaction to Texas being a Hank Yeah, and I want to know why you're not upset about the rankings anymore. <laughs> Didn't you tease that? I, I want to hear about that. Well, I've, I've accepted them for what they are. Now, there's production things that make me mad, as we just talked about. The incessant need to play some jam over highlights or, excuse me, over a guy talking will never, ever, ever make any sense to me. Like, I'm going to – I literally am going to throw it out there on Twitter. Say, I need a TV exec or somebody let me know where the research is that says playing a – Dopey song that nobody cares about. dopey jam behind a guy talking – in, in basically taking all the attention away from him is necessary. Just play the highlights, man. Well, you know, I got... It's like, what are we doing? If it's not NFL primetime, stop. Yeah, it. get out of here. I can take Boomer talking over a highlight when I'm trying he goes, to hear Boom. But I, I used to. I really would get hot. And obviously Oklahoma was involved in a lot of them and kind of a miss maybe ranking of Oklahoma, in my mind, as a homer, right? But I think maybe seeing watching USC this year has given me a little different perspective on it, and I kind of think, oh, okay. Maybe I need to be a little bit more – what's term, get a little bit more away from it to say, I, I want to listen to some more people instead of just getting mad and saying, you don't know because you're not seeing what I'm seeing. But maybe if you get a little kind of altitude Macro. from it. Yeah, I'm like, oh. So they see teams that were driving and scoring. They out. Okay, this all makes sense to me now. But um, I just I don't. I mean, we'll sit here and talk about it for three hours today, right? And and it will drive college football conversations for a while. But I'm just not. I'm not letting it trigger me like it once did, right? It's like Chris Plank in the first year of the playoff rankings. If this Texas team was ranked in the top twenty-five of the playoff rankings, might have needed to take a day off. I would have been just, how can you see it this way? This doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe part of it too, Josh, is I, I kind of think in the top 10 outside of TCU, I don't think that there was a terrible job. I think a case can be made, right, for every single thing that ended up in that top 10. I really do. Even with TCU getting ranked low, you could easily make that case. But, yeah, that's why. Do you subscribe to the – Last night was a good example theory of why expansion would be good for college football. Because, just to paint this mosaic for you, 
there's a very realistic possibility, as there was a year ago, but we kind of felt like with Oklahoma, ah, it's Oklahoma. They'll get in if they're unbeaten in a Big 12 champion. TCU, there's a realistic scenario where they don't get in as an undefeated Big 12 champion. And the opening rankings, I think, make that clear, right? And, yeah, it'll settle itself to some degree. But uh, there's a scenario, I think, that pretty obviously exists. There is also a part of me that can't help but wonder if Texas's rankings were kind of indirectly a way to say, okay, you know, we look at what's left for TCU. And, I, and again, I don't. I don't know if I subscribe to this, but look at what's left for TCU. Tech on Saturday at home. Which, is there a team more confusing to figure out than Texas Tech? How about just the Big 12 in general? It's like, what was, what was that on Saturday night? Tech good, Tech bad. Man, when they're bad, they're bad. But you get Tech, you go to Texas, you go to Baylor, and you play Iowa State. There is not much, there's not a lot of meat on that schedule. I think we all like Baylor. They're coming in here this weekend at 5-3. and three. And three and three in conference, or three and two in conference play. Yeah, it's not a bad team. Kind of important for TCU that Baylor wins this week. Exactly, but see, that's what I'm thinking. You know, Texas is then if Texas wins at Kansas State, right? Doesn't that? I mean, does that help or hurt? Because you still have Texas ahead of you, and they might move up ranking wise. But I almost feel like Kansas State is kind of ceiling at 13. You know, I don't know what more they can do because you've got. UCLA, Ole Miss, LSU is a two-loss team. USC and Oregon, all ahead of them is one-loss teams. Or is it best for TCU that OU wins out and they've got that, yeah, we throttled Oklahoma card. I think, honestly, destroying Texas and hoping Oklahoma can win out might be the two best things that happens for TCU in this case. Texas thing just does not make any sense. And they probably need some help. Uh, But here's a good question. Our good point from the 405. This Texas ranking and others like Notre Dame is the reason I loved the BCS computer model. I took personal bias in sports writers thinking they know everything out of it. I think he meant to say it. It was also, it was all how you played, who you played, and how they played. There is no logical reason Texas should be ranked. You know what I'm going to do during the break? I'm going to dig and see what the... Was it eight, six computer models in the BCS rankings? I, and I know Richard Billingsley still keeps his up to date, the Billingsley Index. Big Oklahoma guy. But I want to see where Texas was in all of those rankings because I just don't know how they're even a top 40 team. I really don't. All right, quick break. We'll come back and talk about it next. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. This is the home of Sooner fans. All right, I've got some interesting numbers for you. Did a little research during the break. Okay. And it was off the heels of this from the 405, where it's like, hey, there's no logical reason Texas should be ranked. BCS computer mod. And I agree, by the way. I just I, I don't see how this three-loss Texas team should be ranked. And he writes, I love the BCS computer model it took personal bias and sports writers thinking they know everything out of it okay now 
I appreciate the person from the 580 because Vols Wire did a simulation because you would have all the computer numbers about where it would look if we still use the computer model. And with the computer model and no debate, it was Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Tennessee 3, Michigan 4 with Clemson 5 and Alabama 6. TCU was still number 7 in the computer model. From the the BCS model? This would have been from the BCS model. Yeah. Do they say where they get those rankings from? Oh, I got them all right here. So you want to know where Texas and Oklahoma was in every single computer ranking? Sure. Okay. First of all, in this projection of the computer model that Vols Wire did, Texas was actually 23. So right where they're at. Here's Here's where... the computer models had Texas. Anderson Hester had him at 24. Richard Billingsley had him at 26. Peter Wolf had him at 32. Kali Matrix had him at 34. But Josh Helmer, the Massey Index had Texas at 18. And the Sagarin had him at number nine in the country. Number nine? Nine. And if I, I think in the computer rankings, they would throw out your highest and lowest ranking. So you'd throw out nine, and you would throw out 34, and essentially they would end up in that top 25 based on the Massey rankings having them at 18. Or maybe you just add them all together and divide it by six. What? Whatever. That, that's how it works. How about Oklahoma? If we were still in the computer model. Josh, if we were still in the computer model, Oklahoma would have been right on the cusp of being top 25. The lowest computer ranking for OU was 35 from Anderson Hester, which in comparison had Texas at 24. Uh, Peter Wolf had them at 33, one spot behind Texas. They were 31 in the Billingsley Index and 27 in both the Kali Matrix and the Massey Rankings, but again, in the Jeff Sagarin rankings, he had Oklahoma 16th. So Sagarin digs himself some Big 12. Well, that's the way that it would appear in, in, until you kind of drill a little bit deeper because he's got Texas at 9. He's got Oklahoma at 16. Well, actually, you know what? You're, you're right. Texas in nine, the highest-ranked Big 12 team it's in his be rankings. TCU. TCU is at 12. How? With Kansas State at 13, Baylor at 15, with Oklahoma at 16, and Oklahoma State at 17. Yeah, throw the Sagarin out. That is absurd. <laughs> That's something, boys. That's something. That is, that is ridiculous. Yeah, he loves him. You're right. He loves him, the Big 12. <laughs> he didn't like the undefeated team, though. Massey had Ohio State one. This is for those of you that say we need to go back to the BCS just to kind of give you an idea of of how crazy the computer rankings are. Tennessee was at one in the Anderson-Hester rankings. At number one in the Peter Wolf was Clemson. He had a Clemson at number one. Sagarin, as I mentioned, had Ohio State. Collie Matrix had Georgia. (laughs) And who did Richard have? Richard Billingsley, he had Ohio State. So a nice consensus. Yeah. 
I think of the six different rankings, two of them had the same thing. Uh, by the way, you can still find all of these websites are still active if you guys want to go do a deep dive. Does Fallswire say where they uh, get those numbers from? I think they just go and they, cal- they, they calculate them from all the websites. I mean, literally, these nerds like to let you know what their rankings look like. Dude, they, they, they get ridiculous page views on that, that post. Oh, you, you know they do. I see, I see your mind working right now. Where was Iowa if we were still in the BCS? I well, know. I, I need to make that post. Hold on. Let me see. Where is Iowa in the Kali Matrix? 63rd. They ought to just rename that site instead of Vallswire. It ought to just be Listwire. Is that all they do? Listwire.usatoday.com. <laughs> Uh, Sooner Gary writes, I believe Texas was ranked so the Alabama win over them makes Bama look better. Also, same reason LSU is ranked where they are. It's to get Bama a win over a top 10 ranked team. Fair enough. Brian adds, TCU has a top 10 win when they beat OSU. Giving credit to Bama for beating Texas, who almost lost to the worst team in the Big 12, it's killing me. No, no, no. Not should have lost to Iowa State. Iowa State should have beaten Texas. Xavier Hutchinson, you know the guy they targeted 17 times, was walking into the end zone when he decided to pirouette and tumble and have a ball hit off his face. Hunter Decker's out of first down whenever he got targeted. So, I mean, they should have lost that game. You're right, Ryan, with a Y. Poor Iowa State, and they might not win a game now. No! No. All right, when we come back, Brent Venable's press conference was yesterday. What stood out from Coach? We'll share it with you right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.